Hello and welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks. Everybody, with me, your host, Aaron Mashbitz, aka Jackson Stone. This is episode 123 of Jackson Talks, everybody, and we have another good one. CB, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. How are you? Absolutely. That's funny that you asked that question, and I'm not going to answer it yet um, because that's actually that question is actually the theme of my podcast. Got it, okay. So you, we were chatting a little bit before, we follow each other on social media, Absolutely. you know my girlfriend, all that good stuff, we'll talk about that throughout the episode. And you asked me to kind of have some questions that I have prepared to send to you, yep. so you can be prepared for the interview, sure. or the question of the podcast, whatever it is. And really, um, my podcast is really about trying to just have an organic conversation. Like if me and you were going to have a cup of coffee, sure. what would we talk about? Nice. It would be this. Yeah. And our first questions would generally be the one you just asked me, but I'm going to ask you that question in a second. But I, I, in hopes that you answer the question in the deepest, most honest way that you can so that we can discuss further what's going on in your life, how you got to this point and all these great things. Absolutely. So my friend, CB. Yes. How are you doing? Like for real? I'm doing really well. Uh, right now, everything's going well in my life. Uh, business is going pretty well. Work is going pretty well. I have absolutely no true complaints outside of the relationship side of things. But other than that, things are going pretty well. So, Was there, you said they're going really well now. Were there, was there a time when they weren't going really well? Uh, there was a time a few months back where things were a little bit challenging. Um, it just a lot happened all at once where a few organization changes happened where I had to get adjusted to the changes that took place. Um, so that kept became a challenge, but I took some steps to alleviate the problems that took place. And yeah, so that's what I would say to that. Super. So, yeah. What's your What's your day to day? What do you do for job? Yeah. So my day to day is in healthcare technology. Um, I'm at Baylor Scott and White Health. I manage their app and their website and the features that the developers build. So that's my day to day. Um, and the nine to five, uh, I tend to wake up at five in the morning and I run a real estate company on the side and I also do business consulting on the side. So between five a.m. to nine a.m., I start my day with a workout. And I get to the business stuff from six to nine. And then from nine to five, I work at the main job. Um, sometimes a little bit over, sometimes a little bit before. And then after that, I work on the business some more. I tend to go to happy hours, networking events to meet potential clients after that. Wow. Yeah, so it's a, it's a lot. So you're trying to get after it? Every day. Has your drive and motivation always been that way? It has. Um, but there are some points in life and everybody's life where you get complacent. Mm -hmm. And that have, has happened to me before as well. So... Um, when that happens, I try to avoid it. I try to list out activities that need to be done. And I sort of focus on those things and making sure that all those things get checked off. What do you, what do you think of the idea of motivation? The idea of motivation, um, motivation is a temporary feeling. Mm. So I think discipline is what's really important. Motivation comes and goes. But having the discipline to do what it takes every single day is what keeps you going and keeps you pushing forward. That's right. Yeah, definitely. I mean... Discipline eats motivation for breakfast. Absolutely. I agree with that. So there's a, there's a podcaster, his name is Jocko Wilnick, uh, and he basically says his slogan, his whole thing is that discipline equals freedom. Yep, absolutely. And it's true, right? Because if you know that you have all this stuff to do, right. and you have all these big aspirations, these big goals, these big dreams, and you only do and you only work on those things when you feel motivated you're going to do them like once a week. I agree. Maybe. Yeah. Right? Because there's, I mean, how many times do you wake up and you're like, this is, I feel fucking great today. You know? Yeah. But 
How many times do you wake up, you're sort of tired, but you force yourself to get out of bed, you go get that workout. Now you're like, oh shit, I do feel fucking great now. Absolutely. And then you work till nine o'clock and it's like, crushed it. That's right. discipline. That's the idea of discipline. So, I mean, is there something that you do to cultivate more discipline in your life or any steps you take, any advice? So the way that I think about it is that with my morning workouts that start at 5 a.m., the morning workout's the hardest part of the day. Mm-hmm. Everything else after that comes with ease because I do mixed martial arts in the morning. So when you get your butt handed to you every morning, it's like, wow, that was really hard, but nothing else can stop you throughout the day. So that's what pushes me to go to the gym, knowing that the hardest part of my day is over. After that, everything is relatively simple compared to what just occurred in the morning. So that's what keeps me going. That's fantastic. Uh, how long have you been doing mixed martial arts? Almost about four years now. You like it? I love it. I really enjoy it. So I, uh, I do jujitsu. Do you? Mm-hmm. What belt are you? Oh, I just started in February, so I'm a two-stripe white belt. Nice. Okay. And I and I totally agree with the sentiment because that's basically what you're doing, right? Joe Rogan talks about this all the time in his podcast. It's like, how do you handle the stress? How do you handle the anxiety? How do you handle the ups and downs of life? Yeah. How do you handle basically being a public-facing celebrity where people are scrutinizing you all the time? You know, well, it's because I voluntarily choose to do something really, really hard every single day. Right. So the rest of my day feels easier to handle and it's not saying that life will be easy right you obviously know that life's not easy absolutely it's gonna beat you down for sure it's gonna punch you in the face in and out of mixed martial arts definitely right but if we can kind of cultivate this feeling of wanting to do things that are hard on a voluntary basis the things that unpredictably happen in our lives we'll be able to handle that with a little bit more ease yeah and i'd say a little bit more flexibility about ourselves so we're not so rigid in our decisions and we can be um, kind of take things as they come and as they are instead of hoping and praying that they're this or they're that. And having that sort of foundational layer like you're talking about, that mixed martial arts, that 5 a.m. workout, that discipline will help you get there. Absolutely. I agree. And it also es- establishes a sense of calm. Mm. I don't know about you, but in life, a lot of people overreact to certain situations. So for me personally, mixed martial arts allows me to take everything with a sense of calm. Like, it's not going to kill me. It's only going to make me stronger no matter what takes place. So when people, for example, uh, are yelling over the phone, mm-hmm. I try to alleviate the situation. Like, hey, guys, we have a topic. We have an agenda. Let's work, focus on that rather than going back and forth with each other. So I feel like mixed martial arts helps me, helps me out with that as well. So. It's so true. Yeah. And I think about this. I think about mixed martial arts and, like, boys a lot mm. and young men. Because this topic comes up a lot in our society today is like men, right? Whether it's masculinity, toxic masculinity, or just the idea of being a man. And I have a lot of strong feelings about the subject. Maybe you do as well, and I can, you can share them if you'd like. But having young boys engage in this sort of martial arts, any of them, judo, mixed martial arts, boxing, jiu-jitsu, teaches them so many valuable lessons. The same they can learn in sports too but it's a little bit different when it's a self-defense aspect. They are then less likely to get into fights outside of the Miss Martial Arts arena, but they are more competent, more capable, and more confident young men. It is what we need with our young men, right? The ability to protect yourself and the ones you love, but to be able to have that under voluntary control is the most important part. I agree 100%, being able to choose your battles, Mm -hmm. right? You don't take every battle. you get handed to you just choose your battles accordingly and i think mixed martial arts allows you to do that and i feel like the one regret i have is not starting early on Mm. i wish i started early on because 
I wouldn't have overreacted to certain situations. I don't go out and pick fights, right? But like in corporate America, there are some points in time where you want to overreact to certain situations or you do overreact to certain situations. I wish I'd started early on so I wouldn't have overreacted to certain situations in the past. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, go, we can always think about the things that we know now that we didn't know back then. Right. You know, but we got to forgive ourselves for that and know that we're in this place now because we should be and it's exactly where we need to be. <clears throat> what what was the was there like a a tipping point uh, a friend suggested it to you what was the reason you got into mixed martial arts oh it was my uncle actually so my mm -hmm. uncle's been practicing for quite some time so he's been doing it for a while he's been begging me since freshman year of college to join mixed martial arts and i finally joined about four years ago um i started with jujitsu and mma but now i'm just focused mainly on mma so i need to get back to jujitsu and i plan on doing so soon but i've been making excuses for myself over and over again so yeah that's what led me to doing it. Sweet, man. Yeah. I have a, well, I have a bunch of questions for you, but <clears throat> at this part of the conversation, you just mentioned corporate America, right? Outside of some of your entrepreneurial things yeah. and your side hustles, you do spend a lot of time in corporate America. Sure. I have never, ever worked in corporate America. Wow. What's it like? What's it like? Um, it depends on the corporation. Um, I feel like for me right now, I do like my team. I like my job. I like what I get to do. Um, I'm in healthcare space, so I get to create value in the healthcare space for patients, logging in, scheduling appointments, scheduling vaccines, and making sure the overall experience is great. Um, I've worked in corporate environments where I didn't really enjoy myself. Finance being number one, I just it just depends on the team. The team wasn't great, mm -hmm. so I didn't really enjoy that side of my life because I just, 40-minute commute, going to a team that really didn't make me happy at all. I feel like if you find the right place, um, I feel like it can be a, it can be a good spot. If you don't, it can be burdensome. So yeah, yeah, that's what I feel like about corporate about corporate America. What's the most challenging piece right now for you? Uh, right now, the most challenging piece, man. Um, that's like a tough question. I honestly, I think it's just growing, right? Growing within my role. Um, I think that's the most challenging right now not there's just a lot of stuff that i have to work on and so i feel like that's the challenge that i'm taking as we speak so mm -hmm. um an example of that presentation skills organization being able to predict the releases that are taking place so if we have a feature that we have in mind working with the team to predict the dates of when things are getting launched that's something i'm really focused on building up in corporate america right now so mm. yeah um you mentioned presentation skills right like what are you presenting uh, so, for example, every week in, our, in, in my organization, we have three-week sprints where we work on a certain set of work for three weeks. So every three weeks, I present to a group of stakeholders what we built out and so on. Oh. So being able to present to them, I had a meeting today with my manager and her manager to go over feedback items on that and being able to present what we've done better. And so that's what I've been trying to work on, just to make sure everybody knows, all the stakeholders know what we built out and so on. Just what, trying to be more sophisticated with your language more concise with your verbiage or? um a combination of both of those things um sophisticated but uh sophisticated but uh, sophisticated but simple right mm -hmm. uh, the stakeholders on the call don't need to get into the nitty-gritty details they need to get into overall high level mid-level what have you built out and so being able to communicate that in a in a way where everybody understands it and that's what i'm focused on improving hmm. yeah i heard this recently on a podcast uh, called Modern Wisdom. It's one of my favorite podcasts. But he was talking about how he um, advises his friends to get better at 
basically having conversations, mm. which is like all of life, right? You do that all the time. Yep, absolutely. And he basically said is invite a friend over, have a 30-minute schedule on your block or a time block 30 minutes off on your schedule, put a phone down on a coffee table like we have here, press record, and pretend to do a 30-minute podcast. Mm. Because it allows you, right, the phone being on record allows it to kind of have this like a bit of pressure to it, right? Because yeah. you're recording it. You're not giving it to anyone. It doesn't matter the topic you speak about. It could be about elephants, nature, the mavericks, business, whatever, right? You're just speaking for 30 minutes. And then you can listen, listen to it back because you're getting your own feedback about it. Because very rarely do we have a conversation, me and you, say we talked at happiest hour, right? Sure. We can't play that, that conversation. Right. And how you view that conversation and how I view that conversation could be totally different. Absolutely. You could have been like, oh, that was a great conversation. I could be like, damn, I should have paid more attention to what CB was saying. Like, I, I was distracted, but I don't actually know that. Right. But if you, if you, like, with this podcast, it's amazing. That's why I love it, right? Uninterrupted conversation. I can watch them back. I can give myself feedback. Yeah. It's great. But if you don't have that kind of thing, you can kind of force yourself to do a pretend podcast. And also, it gives you 30 minutes on your schedule where nothing is happening except you and your friend. Absolutely. Or having that conversation. So I think it, it does a lot of stuff. And I found that advice very, uh, beneficial for, for anyone who wanted to try to get better at communicating, which is like everyone, because all we do is communicate. That's what life is. Every day. You know, that's how we create relationships. That's how we create partnerships and that's how we make money right. and all of that stuff. And so I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Definitely. I'm going to take a drink and I got something else to say. Sure. So you have this nine to five. Yep. But if you follow CB on social, which you should, Instagram mostly, um, you talk a lot about what you do outside of that. Yep. When did having a side hustle, becoming an entrepreneur, all of that stuff come into your life? Uh, the entrepreneurial aspect came about when I was 16 years old. Um, I was always into entrepreneurship. I started off with a photography company when I was 16. Needed to make money to pay for gas and all those things mm -hmm. and just uh, stuff you do as a 16-year-old. Um, so that's when entrepreneurship came about. Uh, for me, what really sparked entrepreneurship as a side hustle was going through two layoffs, right? Mm. Um, for me, I, you know, I got my real estate license on the side of my job just to have a backup plan just in case things didn't work out and things didn't work out. <laughs> so having those layoffs was just like, okay, I have to always have at least two streams of income. Right now, I have about three to four streams of income. So... Um, it's important to have those things because if you don't like, and if you only rely on one source of income and that's gone, you're screwed. So my goal is to always have at least three, two to, th two to three. When did these, when did these layoffs happen? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, one layoff happened in 2019 and another layoff happened in 2020. So was this, uh, was it 2020 during COVID? 2020 was during COVID. Yep. It was because of COVID that I got laid off. Um, they gave me a nice little package to go. Um, so <laughs> I took that, I built the business up, and I worked for myself for about a year until I picked up this job that I have now. Wow. Our situations sound very familiar, actually. Really? Yeah, because uh, before COVID hit, I was a professional wrestler full-time. Oh, wow. So it was my only job. Okay. So if I didn't wrestle, there was no money coming in. So I would wrestle Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm. And clearly, you need a crowd to wrestle in front of for it to be a show because it's entertainment. And, you know, I was selling merchandise. Obviously, I had a website. And I had some of these things. So there was, there was a few other streams of income, but it was all based around me being in the ring and having a fan base. Sure. And, and this podcast was like, 
I was doing the podcast, but it wasn't as full steam as I'm doing it now. It wasn't a priority, really. And then COVID hits, right, obviously. No shows, no wrestling, no job. Right. And I'm like, I went through the same exact thought process as you. I was like, what can I do? Right. And I was like thinking of these things that I do now. They were, they were in my brain, but I hadn't fully committed to them yet. Sure. And so I took a job at Walmart because you got to pay the bills. Absolutely. I had a mortgage. And so I would drive 45 minutes to and from the, uh, the fulfillment center, which was in Fort Worth. And I, would, uh, I was um, basically shopping for people. It's 10 hours a day. And I did that for three months and just had a lot of time to think. Yeah. Think, plan, strategically plan, and then go and know that I needed to execute, right? Because as you, as you very well know, having a plan is awesome. Right. But if you don't fucking execute on it. Can't do it. It's never going to get done. At all. It doesn't just happen. Right. Right. You can wish things all the time, but if you don't move in the right direction, if you don't execute, then things don't come to fruition. And so then, at saying all that, right, then I finally went in on all this stuff with my nonprofit, with, with this, with public speaking, with all this stuff. And so, yeah, the three, four streams of income now are, um, what's the right word? It just... It's more, it feels like more of a relief Yeah. in case things don't go really bad again. Right. Right. And now if you work for yourself, not that working for yourself and being an entrepreneur is for everyone. It's not. If you have a great job, awesome. <coughs> That's fantastic. Keep that. Do that. But being an entrepreneur has some of those benefits, but being an entrepreneur also has a lot of downsides. 100%. A lot, what, of, a lot of challenges that go into yeah, what it. Yeah. What have you found with that so far? Um... Honestly, the challenges from entrepreneurship is that you rely on other people to use your services. Mm. And at times, there are slow times and there are fast times. It's honestly up to you and the actions you take to make sure you stay busy. But like, there's other things that are outside of you that are outside of your control. Um, for instance, the real estate market. Right now, interest rates are super high. Mm -hmm. and, and with that, things are slowing down. Uh, so what am I doing about that? I'm continuing to reach out to people, continue to connect with people because there are still people looking to buy. Right. So you can take that, you can use it as an excuse or you can use it as a reason to go even harder. And so for me, I use it as a reason to go even harder. So yeah, that goes into the challenges that come in various spaces. Uh, not just real estate, whether it's consulting, whether it's accounting, whether it's finance, like as you can tell, there's a, I don't know if you know, but there's a lot of layoffs going on across the board due to the market. So I always encourage people to have a side hustle and make sure they have something lined up just in case things go downhill. Yeah, what, what, do you, what do you encourage people to have a side hustle in? Is there like picking a passion, picking a, something you like, or just something that you know you can make money off of? It's about finding a passion. What do you enjoy doing? What do you love doing? And then using that, you can turn anything into a stream of income. I see writers. I see bloggers. I see voice, voice, speak, voice recorders. I see people taking what they're good at and using that to build a side hustle, no matter what it is. Coaching. If you're good at a certain skill, whether it's a, a sport, whether it's a task, you can turn anything into a side hustle. Anything can be a side hustle at this point in time. And what do you think is stopping people from, from pursuing that? Fear. Fear. Fear of failure. Fear of judgment. Um, with social media, people are afraid of being judged for posting too much, for doing this and that. You can't fear what other people think. You have to do this for you and know that it will work out if you put in the work and put in the actions that you need or act on what needs to be done. So Right. I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like, mm -hmm. And I think w one thing that people get confused about and it's not that the people who 
go after the things they want aren't scared. Right. They're just doing it anyways. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared right. to uh, reach out to bigger guests for my podcast. What if they say no? What if they think my podcast sucks? What if they tell me I'm an idiot? What if they What if they do come on the podcast and I can't keep up with their conversations because they're too much? They're too smart or I didn't prepare well enough. I'm scared of that, but I'm still going to reach out to those people anyways because that's what needs to be done. Right. So there's what if and there's what if you don't. Mm-hmm. So what if you don't? You'll never know. Uh-huh. Right. When it comes to getting clients for my business, if I don't reach out, somebody else is. Right. Right. So like, that's my motivation. While you're not working, someone else is working to take your business away from you. So you have to use that as motivation to continue and push for it. So, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And you post a lot of content on social media. And that's obviously in this day and age, a huge driver of business. Yep. Huge absolutely. driver. But it, it's also like on the fear side of things, it's very intimidating to put yourself out on social media. Right. For you, has that confidence always been there? Or are you just saying this needs to get done, so I need to do it? Or is there a bit of both? It's a bit of both. Um, I was always a confident person uh, growing up and such, but I know that you know everybody has a little bit of insecurity of like whether I'm posting too much, whether this is going to work out, whether this looks good or not. The key is to post it, mm. right? The videos you don't think are going to do well or people aren't going to see, people see and people witness and people notice and they want to use your platform or whatever it is. Um, I think people just fear of judgment from others. At the end of the day, no matter what you do, whether it's online, whether it's in person, somebody's going to judge you for it. Right. Who cares? Right. You have to do it if you want to proceed forward, especially nowadays online, social media, you have to post no matter what it is. Post your business, post your platform, post whatever you're doing so people know what you bring to the table. So, yeah. Could you could you go into a little more detail about what your side hustles are? Yeah, absolutely. Because you have this, you have the Bosa Group. Bosa Group, Bosa Group is my real estate company. So Bosa Group is a real estate platform that looks to streamline the process of finding an apartment or a house anywhere in the nation. Houses all over the nation, apartments all over Texas. Um, so that's Bosa Group. We we have a whole team of people willing to help streamline that process. Um, the the most requested guest on this podcast is my girlfriend. Yeah, and she doesn't want to come on yet. Okay, but she used she used um, CB services, and it was awesome. Yeah, she used my platform. Super happy about it. She found out about me through a mutual friend, uh, which is awesome. And then we also get free movers for two hours to all our clients who use our platform. So that's a game changer and a differentiator between us and our competition. Yeah, sweet. So and then yeah, do you want me to go on the other side hustles? Oh yeah, oh okay. yeah. Um, so we want to know it all, baby. Sure. Yeah. So I run Bosa Agency as well. After Bosa Group went really well the first couple of years, I realized that I have a team of people who can who turn my Bosa Group vision into reality, who can also help other companies and individuals turn their dream into reality. So I started Bosa Agency, which is a business and brand consulting agency. We specialize in web design, app development, digital marketing, photo, video, graphic design. We have a whole team who's here to help you turn your vision into reality no matter what it is. Whether it's an individual, business, organization, school, SMU is one of our clients as mm. well. So, um, what, what, no matter who you are, we can help you out. That's awesome. So yeah, that's yeah. Have you found any uh, common threads in doing this consulting that people need the most help in? Um, I think people need the most help in taking their platform to the next level. Um, they they have certain goals and ambitions, but they don't know what it takes to get to the next level, right? And so with the tools that we have, with the strategies that we have, we can help them get to the next level. Mm. Um, 
yeah, I think that's that's the major major part. Are you a follower of Gary Vee? I am. It's one of it's a good guy. What do you think of his work? I like Gary Vee. Gary Vee is, uh, I've followed Gary Vee for quite some time. I actually used to work in New York City. My office was really close to his office. So oh, really? Whenever I saw his office, I would always get motivated, like thinking about him and what he's been working on and so on. So yeah, big fan of Gary Vee. Is that something you aspire to to be like? Because uh, he, he does some of similar stuff. He's not, I don't think he's in the real estate space. Sure. But he is in the consulting marketing space. I do like what he does. Um, at, do I aspire to be that? That's my literally my dream my dream is to be a consultant for all sorts of companies their branding their business their what they what their services are i want to help people take things to the next level and that's my dream real estate's my passion i love real estate but my complete vision for the future is that i have the real estate running on the side and then i'm focused on the consulting piece what what fires you up about real estate why do you like that so much honestly being a part of the growth in texas in the nation is what i truly that's what that's what causes me to thrive. I, that's what drove me to real estate. I came here on a whim with three suitcases. I had three friends, two who moved back to the Midwest. I had one friend. And now I have hundreds of clients I get to help out every day. So for me, just being a part of the growth of the city, bringing people together. I host events one to two times a year for all my clients to meet each other, hang out, have a good time, eat, drink, network, and build connections. And that's what I aspire to be when I moved first moved here. And I finally made it happen. So... Super cool, man. Yeah, man. When did you move here? Moved here in 2018, uh, January 2018. January 2018. And where were you before that? New York City. Is that you're born and raised? No, born in well, born in New York, raised in Ohio my whole life. Um, New York City was my dream city. Moved to Brooklyn. Um, I had an ex girlfriend in the city, so went between the city and Brooklyn. But I worked in the city. So. And what what about what about Dallas? Drew you to Dallas? Honestly, man, I came to Dallas once for a business trip for like two to three days, but warm weather, no taxes. I'm single, so beautiful woman. Yeah. Uh, so those were the three things that really drove me down here. And the opportunity for growth. I, I saw a lot of people moving out here, so I, I beat the rush. I got here in time, and I, I realized I can create value in everybody's space. So there, Yeah, like over the last two years, there's been so many people moving here and Austin. Yep. So... Yeah. Austin's too consolidated for me. Dallas is more my speed. Yeah. But yeah. Austin's a great city. You've great been there, I'm sure, a bunch of times. I have quite a few. Great place to visit, not to live for me just yet, but I may make the move for just a year and see what happens. Mm. So, Interesting. We'll yeah, I, I like, I, I moved to Dallas when I was 12. Okay. From San Francisco. And then went away for college, tra uh, traveled a bunch for wrestling, moved to the East Coast for wrestling, and then I also came back to. Uh, Dallas in 2018. Nice. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. It's a cool city. Um, speaking of dating, <laughs> you're single still? Still single. What is, what do you think of modern dating? It's interesting. Uh, it modern is. dating is interesting. So, um, it's a, it's a very interesting space. So I tend to meet the ladies I go for in person. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm not a fan of online dating at all. I know online dating has a big presence right now, but for me, I feel like people use it as a crutch. I prefer just to meet people in person at happy hours, networking events and so on. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Because, um, Rhea and I have seen you out at a few places mm -hmm. and I feel like you're very comfortable with, this is a, a compliment by the way. Uh, of going to bars by yourself. Yeah. 
Have, were you always that way? Because like a lot of people cannot do that. I was always that way. I mean, what's the worst that can happen, right? I, there's people. The worst that can happen is that you have a great fucking time. Yeah, that is the worst <laughs> that can happen. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm an extrovert, so I, I like to be around people. Being at home by myself is kind of annoying. I prefer to be around people, whether it's in the gym, in the bar, and happy hours. Uh, networking events, I prefer to be around people, and I can go anywhere by myself. Restaurants, I eat dinner by myself sometimes. Not to sound like depressing, it's like I really just enjoy my me time mm -hmm. as well. So, yeah. Well, there's a, I mean, there's a huge difference from you know ch being alone and feeling lonely. Yeah. Right. Um, I am a big proponent of you know doing things for yourself, but you have to actively choose to do them. Right. There's a difference between. I'm going to decide to take myself out to dinner and then go have a drink then to just be at home by yourself watching a movie. Those two things aren't the same. Right. One, you're actively choosing to do something for you. Right. Like I'm going to cherish me and I'm going to take myself out to eat and I'm going to go have a drink. And whatever happens after that, if my friends text me, if I run into someone that I know, awesome. Yeah. But I know I spent that deliberate time with myself Instead of just like on a Wednesday night, you're like tired and you are eating food on your coffee table, which right. we all do because we all get tired. Absolutely. But that's not that's not deliberately spending time with yourself. That's just like being home alone and getting ready for bed. That's it. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. But I think I, I make time for both of those things. I would say Tuesdays, Wednesdays are time for myself, my business, just me, myself, and I. I go out sometimes if there are events that appear or networking and such. But um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday... And sometimes Sundays, I tend to go out of my way to just meet people and so on. So mm -hmm. that's what I really enjoy doing. I love networking. I love meeting new people every day. Are you, are you looking for something serious in your relationship? I would say I am at this point. I am taking a break for a few months from dating, mm -hmm. uh, just to be honest with you. A um, few things happened over the past few weeks that just wasn't a fan of in terms of the dating life. So I, I decided just to focus on me and what I'm building up for the next few months. And I'm, I'm open to finding a relationship, um, but you know, if it doesn't happen, it's going to be okay. So. Yeah, that's, I mean, there, it tends to happen that way, right? We, we have to make like these conscious, deliberate actions to become the best version of ourselves. Right. And then while we're striving for that, we're open to the idea of the best thing coming into our lives and creating a partnership. Right. But you have to have kind of that initial steps of choosing to be the best version of yourself, trying to heal those kind of wounded parts of yourself so that when someone does come into your life, that timing is right. And timing is really important when it comes to a relationship. Um, and yeah, it's, just, it's, it's quite hard to make everything kind of fit right. But like you said, right, you have to be kind of open to the idea first and be willing to work on yourself and then kind of invite that other person in when, you know, it meshes, the timing is right, there's a good vibe, your values connect, all of those things. Yeah, I think you mentioned timing and I think timing is ex extremely important. Uh, for me, I realize my time right now is to become the best version of myself. So that's what I'm focused on. Uh, continuing to hit the gym in the mornings, continuing to work on the business. I'm building, I have a few exciting announcements for later, which I'll tell you at a later point in time. Sure. Continuing to work on that as we speak. Um, so that right now, that's my focus. If a girl comes into play and we mesh, we get along well. For me, it's when I'm looking in terms of my future partner, my future girlfriend, my future wife, I think conversation is huge. Mm -hmm. um, that's something I realized over the past year. The conversation is boring. It's not going to work out. I'm a big, per, I'm a big proponent of conversation. So I, I, uh, I realized that the past few months that that's what I'm looking for. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I can speak to it a little bit more if you want me to. But sure, I'd love um, it. So for me, qualities I look for: um, conversation, 
intelligence, personality, and obviously looks as well. So a combination of all those things. Um, if I have all of those things in one, and I know you can't get everything you want, you can't get all your must-haves, but I could, if I can get most of those things, I think I'll be in good shape for my next partner. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, gonna, there's always going to be a few non-negotiables for people. Absolutely. Right, because they're looking for that. And if that person embodies those characteristics, awesome. Right. Again, not everything is going to be perfect. No one is perfect. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. The person you meet is not going to be perfect. That's amazing right. because that means we're allowed to make mistakes. We're allowed to improve. We're allowed to grow. We're allowed to grow together. That's literally what a, a blossoming relationship is about. But... There are going to be those few qualities, characteristics, values that you want that person to embody, Absolutely. and you find those most attractive. And then you see, and, you're, and then you look at that person, and you see, wow, I could, I could give this person effort for the rest of my life. I agree, yep. and and that's and that's quite beautiful. Yeah. What do you say you found that in Rihanna? Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's awesome. We, yeah, man, she's the most amazing thing that's happened to me in a really long time. Um. It's sometimes I'm really good with my words, as maybe you could tell, but when I talk about her, it's sometimes hard to explain exactly how she makes me feel. Yeah. And I better figure it out because at <laughs> some point I have to say some, probably say some vows when we get married. Absolutely. But yeah, she's incredible. She's a light. She's a joy. She, she has some strengths that are definitely my weaknesses. And so she brings out some of that stuff in me. She pushes me to be better. She is loving and caring and compassionate. She has a little fire to her, right? She can take care of herself, but she wants me. And that's so meaningful. It's incredible. And I uh, hope everyone in the whole entire world can find someone that makes them feel that way. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And, you know, from our limited conversations... I uh, am almost 100% positive that you will find someone like that. That's the goal. That's I mean, the goal. Well, you, you have a, a lot of amazing characteristics, right? You have a determination. You have a drive. You have a purpose. You have a passion. You keep yourself physically healthy. I, I hope you keep yourself mentally healthy as well, yeah. which is just as important, right, with alone time and uh, me time and taking care of yourself. And the physical health translates to the mental health. Mm. And you, have, you can take care of yourself, so that means you'll probably take care of others as well. And so, someone will be lucky to have you. I know. We'll see. We'll see who it is later on. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. see. I can't wait to meet him, and then uh, we can go on some double dates. Hopefully, she'll be awesome. I think she'll be a great girl. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, a couple more questions, yeah. and then I'll let you go. What is the most important thing that you're doing right now? Oh, wow! That's a good question. I think the most important thing I'm doing right now is becoming the best version of myself, mm. uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, all across the board. I'm taking actions every single day to become the best version of myself. So I think that's right now is the most important thing I'm doing. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So, all right. Last question. Big question. Okay. But before my final question, because I don't like to end on this part, tell, tell everyone who's listening or watching where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at CBBosa, spelled B-O-S-A-H, CBBosa, B-O-S-A-H. It's linked in the show notes as well if you're uh, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, all in the show notes. Check it out. So last question, my friend. If you were going to create a billboard, okay, and millions of people were going to drive by or walk by or fly by and see that billboard, what would you want to put on that billboard? Welcome to Texas. And uh, a Bosa Group logo. Nice. Yeah. 
Welcome to Texas. So my, uh, whenever my friends visit, they always judge me because I say welcome to Texas about a hundred times. <laughs> so, Why do you say it so much? I don't know. Just I'm excited to have them in my, in my state, in my city. And uh, welcome to Dallas. Welcome to Texas. Just happy to have people here. They can see the warmth, the energy, the, the vibes. It's just, for me, it's been all positive. So um, I really enjoyed it here. And I, I'm glad I get to have friends who can come visit me from all across the world, come see this as well. So. Do you consider yourself a Texan? No, not yet. Not yet? I'm going to give it five more years or so. Okay. I'll be, I'll be a Texan at that but point. But you do enjoy it here? I do like it here. Yeah, I have no complaints. Um, people here are great. Uh, opportunities here are incredible. You can make this city whatever you want it to be. The city of Dallas, you can make it to be whatever you want it to be. I think it's up to you to take the actions that are required to make that happen for yourself. So, yeah. Fantastic, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, man. I enjoyed this conversation. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. sure. So everyone who's watching, go follow CB. Also, if you like this episode, give us a rate, review, subscribe on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple. But most importantly, most importantly, most importantly, please take good care of yourselves and each other. We'll see you next time. Lots of love. Cheers.